0: Season 4, episode 62, our midweek bonus episode with fresh Easter stupidity. There's always fresh stupidity around any major holiday, and this is no different. So, hey, while you're munching on your Cadbury, enjoy a little chocolate-covered stupid All the stories that you're going to hear in this podcast are true. None of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. I'm insane, Eric Lane. And welcome to the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. Just remember, if you see something stupid, say something stupid. And if you like the podcast, make sure you rate and review it, because I get five-star stupidity for you. So give it a five-star rating, and maybe even write a review of the podcast. I just might read it in an upcoming episode. Actually, if you got some serious questions, you can even... Ask them, get send me a message on that too. I'll even answer the serious questions. And I've got a serious question that's kind of trending right now. <clears throat> and you could determine if it's really serious or stupid. Is pizza an Italian food or an American food? Well, it's I guess it's in the news uh, because there's a history professor recently over in Italy, okay in Italy claiming pizza, is actually more American than Italian. Well, as you might know, that's got some of the Italians freaking out. The Italian government made a formal request with the UN to get Italian cuisine World Heritage status. And that same day, he did a big interview about how some, quote, Italian food isn't really that Italian. Now, he claims carbonara sauce was first made in Chicago in 1953, and uh, that Italy doesn't really do traditional Parmesan anymore either. He says the only place you can find anything close to what it was 50 years ago is in Wisconsin. Basically, he says Italians got to America and started tweaking the recipe. Then Italy followed suit, but now they're trying to claim those recipes as their own. Now, his beef with pizza is that it originally didn't have tomato sauce. He says that happened in New York, not Naples. It's the reason it's so, become so popular around the world. And so America deserves most of the credit. He claims Italy's World Heritage application includes a lot of um, <clears throat> bull caca. Yeah. The UN won't decide whether to accept it or not until about 2025 i think he has a point i think that is true that the pizza sauce did actually come from america you don't leave it to america to mess up everything right (laughs) well i know this um the egg prices have been pretty messed up hopefully now they're starting to come down a little bit but with egg prices being so high it really come at an inconvenient time with Easter. So some families thought twice about wasting a lot of those egg cartons full of eggs for Easter egg coloring. And then there was the cheaper alternative, which I have uh, sort of talked about in a roundabout way in previous episodes. And that alternative would have been uh, potatoes. (coughs) Potatoes, USA was trying to take advantage of the price gouging on eggs by hyping potatoes as a replacement. And uh, supposedly, people were actually giving it a shot. This Easter, we'll be missing some eggs. So the Easter Bunny wants you to paint potatoes, and hide the potatoes in your yard. They want us to paint potatoes instead. The Easter battle's just begun. So expensive, The eggs are gone and the potatoes have won. No more Easter eggs. You color taters and it starts. Whether you like it or not, like it or not. No more Easter eggs for you to break apart. Sunday, spotty Sunday. Easter, spotty Sunday. Now, some blogs were suggesting traditional paint for potatoes instead of dyes. And, uh just make it an opportunity to have fun switching things up. Others used edible paint and water-based food coloring, so the potatoes could be dyed and eaten, uh, if you were down with that. However, this was more of a stunt for laughs than the actual hack. For starters, a dozen potatoes may not have been that much cheaper than a carton of eggs, especially the smooth gold potatoes that are really best for color and designs. Even if they were, it would have been maybe a buck or two different. So unless you're using, or unless you were coloring on a huge scale, the cost savings actually was a bit minimal. It also didn't really solve the problem of losing the egg in the house until like, you know, what, the 4th of July and it had rotted. You know, a lost potato would have still had a similar fate. And uh, while the photos of some people's dyed potatoes looked pretty good online, let's just say the execution was even trickier than just getting the eggs to turn out. Now, look, here, here, here's the hack. If you were really looking to save money, just have the kids hunt for good rocks to paint. You know, that even has added the fun of hunting for rocks that you want to use as a canvas, um, and they won't break, and they could be easier to paint than potatoes. And of course, if any of them are not found, your house won't reek, but hopefully we won't have another crisis of eggs like we've done had you know this year. But we'll see. Keep that in the back of your mind, okay? Just in case. I don't know. How about just the plastic eggs? I mean, has anybody thought of plastic eggs? Well, there was a suburb in Ohio. They got an early start on Easter. And it did not involve potatoes or rocks or eggs. And it did not go well. Beaver Creek, Ohio is a little town outside of Dayton. And a mall had this big old Easter egg hunt for kids. Sounds good, right? But it devolved into chaos after the parents got too into it. (laughs) Isn't that always the case? See, it was supposed to go like this. One and two-year-olds... We would get to go first, and they'd have their own section of the mall to search. Then you'd have the three- and four-year-olds who'd search a different part of the mall with a 60-second head start on all the older kids. Adults were not allowed to pick up eggs. Now, more than 2,000 eggs were hidden around the mall, so there were plenty to go around. But as soon as it all started, everybody made a mad dash. People got knocked over and adults were even seen shoving the little kids out of the way. Around 1 in 20 eggs came with a prize of some kind. That's probably the reason. Luckily, it doesn't sound like anybody was seriously hurt, but some kids left empty-handed without finding any eggs. The mall called the adult behavior unacceptable and said they will not be hosting any more egg hunts in the future. Now, there you go. They said, we feel the community will be better without the hunt. They also apologized for how some of the parents treated the, what, 22 people that were there actually helping with the event. They included 10 staff members and 12 girls from the local softball team. Apparently, Dayton is not a very friendly place to have an Easter egg hunt, that's for sure. That's definitely quite a story, you know. There's always some kind of a story like that around Easter where something goes woefully wrong. Even right here, where we live here in central PA, we've got this large park here in town. And every year for the past 14 years, they've had a community Easter egg hunt where they dump eggs all throughout the park. And the children come and they go hunt Easter eggs, right? They did that again this year. And... At the end of the event, the local borough here in town gave them an Easter egg, a $218 bill for the use of the park. And let me tell you, they're not happy either, and rightly so. They're going to try to get that uh, fee waived, and they may be finding a new park in the future. You know, everybody's got some kind of a story, you know? like that. And I'm sure everybody's got some kind of a story about other stupid things like leaving something in your pocket while doing laundry, you know, an ink pen or candy or something like that. And you know, it never turns out well, but it's usually not life-threatening. There's this video that's been making the rounds out out online where somebody is seen on the, you know, the the camera monitor in a laundromat. And someone's leaving the laundromat. And literally seconds after they exit the door, there is this explosion and a dryer is engulfed in flames. In fact, it created a force so strong, it literally blew the front windows out of the place. So it's possible that if somebody had been inside, they might have been seriously injured or maybe even killed. Thankfully, though, it sounds like nobody was hurt. Now, it happened in Spain. Now, reports say that the fire was caused by somebody who left their cigarette lighter inside their pants pocket. Now, that alone probably wasn't enough to cause the explosion. There's probably something wrong with the dryer or the lighter or both that might have caused the fire. But needless to say, I saw the video and it's, um, let's just say terroristic at best. Well, um... We've got a Massachusetts mom who let her five-year-old daughter not play with her cigarette lighter, but instead to play with her phone during a car ride. And that's something else that usually does not end well. Well, needless to say, she was rather shocked when she found out that the girl had ordered nearly $4,000 worth of child-sized motorcycles and cowgirl boots on Amazon. Jessica Nunes maybe it's Nunes, Jessica Nunes, of Westport, said she thought her daughter Lila was playing games on her phone during a recent drive home. Hmm. But she later discovered the girl had been Amazon shopping. Nunes discovered Lila had spent $3,922 buying items which included five child-sized pink dirt bikes, five child-sized blue dirt bikes, 10 pairs of women-sized 7 cowgirl boots, and a battery-powered child-sized Jeep. So here's the mom, Jessica Nunes, and her daughter, Lila, explaining exactly what happened and what was bought. She ordered five pink motorcycles, five blue motorcycles, 10 pairs of cowgirl boots, and a Jeep. He just pushed all buttons. wasn't fraudulent, it was just... This one. The bikes and the Jeep came out to about $3,180. The boots alone were about $600. Nunes said that she was able to cancel the orders for the boots and half of the dirt bikes, but the remaining motorcycles and the Jeep later arrived at her home. This, of course, begs this question. What mom thinks it's a good idea to let a five-year-old play with a cell phone? I mean, look, if a five-year-old can afford $4,000 worth of boots and motorcycles, she must get one heck of an allowance. And here's a guy, let's just say he didn't have a good Friday, if you know what I mean. Cops in Florida, they get a call around two o'clock in the morning about a 34-year-old guy breaking into houses in a suburb of Orlando called DeBary. The guy's name is uh, Blake Tokman. The guy smashes a window to break into someone's home. Then he left and tried to break into a second home. But here's where things got fun. When the police arrived, Blake was fully greased up and naked. That always makes for an interesting story, which is why it ends up on my podcast. Turns out Blake had covered himself in wheel-bearing grease and peppermint oil. (laughs) Well, you got to smell good, I guess. He tries to run away and jumped into somebody's swimming pool, then climbed out of the pool And hopped on their trampoline police arrested him on the trampoline which really was no easy task because he was a bit slippery thankfully though he didn't have a chance to do any naked jumping thank goodness a cop's chest cam got the whole thing on video and here's the audio from that officer's body cam i got one running going westbound behind just the fence he's naked he's in the pool Still running. Get back here! Put your hands behind your back! Hands behind your back! Oh, okay. It's like a paste. Yeah. What's all over you, man? It smells like toothpaste. Now, the grease and the oil made for a rather weird paste, and the cops actually thought it was toothpaste at first. They're pretty sure that he was on something, but he wouldn't say what it was. He is facing a bunch of charges, including two counts of burglary. <sighs> Nothing says aerodynamic glide like wheel bearing grease in the water. Mm, Yes, I can see it now. Naked and Greasy, the new American ninja warrior. Mm. I'm going to find... I'm just going to go out here on a limb and say, I'll bet this guy is good friends with Hunter Biden. (laughs) Come on. Look, even for a Florida guy, isn't this dude just a little over the top? (laughs) Well, we had a 43-year-old jogger out on the trail in rural Maine found herself being chased by... A cow. Police said while preparing for an afternoon run in Farmington, this woman was charged by the cow. Now, a news release from the Farmington Police Department went on to say that the animal barreled into her and flung her up into the air with its horns. The woman was able to escape by running to some nearby trees for cover. And a 911 call was made and an ambulance was then dispatched to the scene to evaluate the woman's injuries, according to police she did sustain a minor laceration that required some stitches. The cow's owner captured the cow after arriving at the scene. Oh, and a large pig was also secured, according to police. Yeah, You, you know what you call a cow that attacks people, don't you? <clears throat> Luggage. <laughs> Between this and the ice sculpture, I'd say Maine is sounding like a pretty weird place to live. Well, Here's a song that I think we all must sing along to. And um, if you don't, you're just going to pull out a machete and run wild, right? Well, a 39-year-old man in Florida named Travis Jordan was at this karaoke bar, and for whatever reason, they denied his song request. Sounds like he sang one song and then wanted to do another one. So maybe it was, uh, what, somebody else's turn? In any event, This sent old Travis into a blind rage, and he pulled out an 18-inch machete. Of course, everyone was freaking out, but nobody was hurt. The bar called the police, and in the meantime, a woman talked this guy into handing her the knife, and she gave it to the worker that hid it until the cops got there. And Travis was charged with disorderly conduct. Sadly, there's really no word on what song he sang and what he wanted to sing. Look, look. Rules are rules, bro. Okay, when they say no, Skinnered, they mean it. Just another reason I don't let my BAC get to point karaoke. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I have here's a <coughs> here's a story of a dad who caused quite a brew. Ha ha! This father accidentally put a Guinness beer in his son's lunchbox. He thought it was sparkling water, and then he shared his big mistake online. The dismayed dad who goes by at Money Man Myers says, well, I got to pick up my kid from school today because I made a big mistake. He put this in a TikTok clip as he pondered how to explain the situation to his son. Comparing the two drinks side-by-side, side, the black Guinness can looks strikingly similar to Liquid Death's sparkling water packaging. But, see, both are black with gold writing and embellishments. It's an easy mix-up during a morning rush getting all the kids out to school. Now, um, he quips in the video, captures with a hashtag, parenting wins. He says, whenever my son was born, the best advice was... You know more than you think you do, but today is not that day. His video racked up more than three million views. Of course, I think the question now is how long will it be before dad gets a call from Children's Services? Sounds just like dad might have had a little taste while making his son's lunch. hmm? And we've got one from my um, insane Florida nephew's hometown of Jacksonville, Florida. And this happened at around 3.26 in the afternoon when an officer from the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office was flagged down in the area of Broad Street and Monroe Street. And there a woman tells the officer she's been robbed. She said that a man approached her at a nearby bus stop and demanded her bag. Many threatened her with a bonk on the head with a big blue Bible. He snatched her bag and fled on foot. Uh, Police were able to locate the suspect uh, within a block of where the robbery took place. He was taken into custody. The robbery detectives assisted patrol uh, of, the, uh, of the investigation. Uh, and it's an ongoing case. So they're still investigating what really happened. So, I mean, I've heard preachers talk about getting smacked by the word of God, but I didn't really know they meant it literally. Hmm. So let's see. Um, no getaway, Kara. Must have been Amish get it amish you know they don't drive cars right yeah no. never mind and look don't get don't get offended don't get upset i can promise you no amish ever heard a word i said because amish don't listen to podcasts You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of uh, the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join insane eric lane's stupid world telegram channel i'll be posting links to the stories that i read here on the episodes you are able to read the actual articles see the pictures look at the videos make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about And even share some of your own stupid stories with um, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash Insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel. And there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel. Right to your device, desktop or mobile for Windows, Linux, Android or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. And now, from the news desk called Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. According to a new survey, 31% of people said they would take a pay cut for one year to be free of allergies. But this is interesting. The other 69% said they would take a pay cut for a year to be free of any more Fast and Furious sequels. But I did the math. Any pay cut you'd take to be free of allergies would be canceled out by the money you'd save on Kleenex. A Wendy's customer in Louisiana is suing the fast food chain after eating a contaminated burger. You remember the good old days when the only thing that was contaminated at Wendy's was the restrooms? Of course, in a related story, Chipotle is suing Wendy's for stealing their moves. New York City Mayor Eric Adams was demanding that Trump supporters control themselves and that anyone participating in acts of violence would be arrested, unless, of course, it's uh, murder as usual. That's still totally okay. So let me get this straight. The city of New York is threatening to enforce the law? Why start now? The CEO of Paramount says that a Yellowstone spinoff starring Matthew McConaughey has been confirmed. However, there is no confirmation as to whether or not Matthew will agree to wearing a shirt. Matthew was so excited when he got the news, of course, he said, all right, all right, all right. And following an altercation with an Oakland A's fan, Los, Angeles's, Los Angeles Angels third baseman Anthony Rendon has now been suspended for four games. And if it happens again, he could be sentenced to five more seasons with the Angels. Rumor has it, though, if Rendon is so violent, he may get a real future in the NBA. And people are still talking about the chaos in New York City when the former president, Donald Trump, showed up for his arraignment. In fact, the streets around the courthouse were so crowded... There was a half-hour wait to have your pocket picked. I mean, I thought this was nice, though, because there was so many people in close proximity, most New Yorkers switched to using silencers. Once inside, though, the former president pled not guilty to 34 counts of falsifying business records. However, he did plead guilty to using too much Axe body spray. I mean, think about it. America hasn't seen a hot mess like this since former President Trump was actually president. According to a new study, being in a polyamorous relationship can bring the same physical and emotional benefits of monogamy. In response, millions of wives and girlfriends were like, yeah, nice try. I mean, here's the problem with polyamorous relationships. Most Americans have no idea what the heck polyamorous means. A South Carolina man's two-foot, one-inch whiskers has earned him the Guinness World Record for the longest mustache on a living person. And here's the mo- really amazing part. It contained more than 260 pounds of cookie crumbs. This, of course, raises the question, are they measuring the mustaches of people that are not alive? And Kid Rock is so mad that Bud Light's new ad campaign features a transgender activist. He shot up cases of Bud, Life with a, Bud Light with a rifle. And up until now, of course, the only thing that made Kid Rock that upset was soap. I mean, when I heard that Kid Rock shot up some Bud Light with a rifle, I thought, man, that's not the Kid Rock I know. And Ricardo Juarez, uh, who was tackled by security after an on-field proposal attempt, has been banned from Dodger Stadium for an entire year. So, let me get this straight. Not going to Dodger games is considered punishment? It was Pretty intense tackle too, but that security guard. Usually, you don't see experience uh, physical contact like that until the honeymoon. A new proposal shows President Biden with a near record low approval rating of just forty-four percent. He's so unpopular right now. His new Secret Service code name is Kamala. Pretty amazing, though. Really, usually to hit approval numbers this low, you have to team up with trans activist Dylan Mulvaney. In a Rasmussen Reports survey, Donald Trump leads President Biden 47 to 40 percent. Donald is so excited, he asked his legal team if there was any way he could get indicted again. President Biden's reaction to the survey was pretty predictable. In fact, his exact words were, That's pretty unbelievable. I'm the president? According to a new study, 20 percent of adults still don't want children and Don't regret it later on. And I think I can explain why with two words. Hunter Biden. Now, there are good things about not having kids. You know, for instance, if you don't have children, there's no reason to see that Super Mario's brother movie. And according to a new study, more than six teaspoons of sugar a day increases the risk of 45 different health problems. Not surprisingly, 100% of Americans describe that risk as totally worth it. On the bright side, though, six teaspoons of sugar a day also increases the chances of food being delicious. A Louisiana woman recaptured a Guinness World Record when her um, Afro hairstyle measured 5.41 feet in circumference. Of course, I don't know about you. I kind of feel sorry for the guy who sits behind her at the movies. It's not an easy life having hair that big. In an average year, she spends over $14,000 on shampoo. NASA uh, has added astronaut Christina Hammock-Cook to an upcoming Artemis II mission, which will make her first, the first woman to orbit the moon. And here's the thinking. If they got lost, at least one member of the crew won't be afraid to ask for directions. She'll be just like a male astronaut, only her spacesuit will zip on the other side. And a pilot in South Africa made a hasty emergency landing after discovering a highly venomous cobra hiding under his seat. I'm a little tired this morning, so maybe you can go on ahead and write your own Samuel L. Jackson joke. I don't remember the good old days, you know, when the scariest thing on a flight used to be the chatty moron in the next seat. And, of course, you know, because Bud Light has teamed up with that trans activist Dylan Mulvaney, Now, country star Travis Tritt is boycotting Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, as a result, Travis just received 14 bags of fan mail from Kid Rock. Of course, if Kid Rock does call to congratulate him, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, I'll bet Travis lets it go to voicemail. Well, the annual Easter egg roll took place at the White House, and I'm betting the staff had to say the same thing they say every year. The eggs are for the kids, Mr. President. It was all part of a bigger plan, you know, to gather thousands of children in one place so President Biden can sniff their hair. The First Lady, Jill Biden, was again using her egg theme where a variety of stations on the South Lawn taught kids about farming, healthier eating, and of course, dressing in drag. According to a new study, the COVID-19 pandemic caused a significant drop in life expectancy for New Yorkers. Of course, up till now... The biggest drop in life expectancy for New Yorkers was caused by a ride on the D train. Of course, it's a switch. I mean, usually when there's a drop in life expectancy of New Yorkers, the reason isn't disease. It's other New Yorkers. And Tiger Woods decided he had to withdraw from the Masters before resuming his third round. He says it's time for him to concentrate on doing what he does best, crashing his car. Tiger was so distraught after withdrawing, he actually turned down sex. According to a new study, how you're dressed when you eat out may influence the level of service that you get at a restaurant. And if they find out you work in radio, you won't get any service at all. It's true. Research shows that servers actually predict whether or not their guests will leave big tips simply based on their attire. And I find that terrifying. You're supposed to leave a tip? According to a new survey, most people would rather spend money on their pet than their partner. I don't know, maybe it's me, but frankly, I'd rather spend money on the one who's least likely to crap on my carpet. I think pets are catching on to this, too. I mean, look, for instance, my cat now has his own Amazon wish list. The FAA is calling for inspections of all Boeing 787 jets amid recurring problems with leaky bathroom faucets. That's a switch. Usually the only thing that leaks inside an airliner are the drunk people in the coach. I mean, with all these electronics on a plane, a leaky faucet could probably be a real safety hazard, you know? know? The only bigger safety hazard, of course, would be the in-flight meal. And in a photo she shared on social media, Halle Berry showed off her figure while posing naked on a balcony and sipping a glass of wine in the sunshine. (laughs) See? That's the difference between Halle Berry and me. If I did that, I'd be arrested for indecent exposure. I mean, it's true. I mean, until Halle Halle Berry, my, my neighbors, are constantly begging me to close my curtains. And finally, a new study claims that the warmer, less dense air caused by climate change is resulting in more home runs in baseball, uh, I happen to believe the spike in home runs is caused by something else entirely lousy pitching okay that's not true i actually believe the spike in home runs is really caused by something else entirely lousy fielding dum, dum, da, dum, dum. what's going on guys it's dan here and are you someone that just can't seem to get enough insanity in your life well i have some great news for you if you tune into the button pusher podcast you'll get plenty of that and more give it a listen the button pusher podcast with daniel leslie check it out on spotify You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or... If you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guero has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now this week's a genius award. And this week's Genius Award is going to the 78-year-old woman with two past bank robbery convictions, who's now facing new charges after authorities allege she handed a note to a teller that said, I didn't mean to scare you during a recent Missouri heist, according to the Associated Press. Bonnie Gooch is jailed on $25,000 bail after she was charged with one count of stealing or attempting to steal from a financial institution in the holdup of a Pleasant Hills bank, according to the Kansas City Star. Gooch also was convicted of robbing uh, robbing a California bank back in 1977 and one in the Kansas City suburb of Lee's Summit back in 2020. Her probation in the second heist ended in 2021. Court documents filed in Cass County in the latest case said the robbery note demanded $13,000 in small bills, adding, thank you, sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. Surveillance video also captured her banging on the counter, asking the teller to hurry. Cass counter prosecutors also say that she smelled strongly of alcohol when the officer stopped her less than two miles away with cash scattered on the car's floorboard, according to the prosecutors. They say it's just sad. Pleasant Hill Police Chief Tommy Wright said, adding that the suspect had no diagnosed ailments. No attorney is listed for Gooch in the online court records. Yep, definitely she is the granny that all the grandkids want to hang out with. And I'll bet Granny Gooch is a rock star in federal prison and at her local bingo hall. And then there's this, a Florida resident's evening drive in a Rolls Royce didn't end well. Palm Beach police say a 66-year-old woman hurled through someone's backyard in her luxury car then crashed through a seawall before ultimately coming to a halt with its nose in the sand on the beach, according to the Palm Beach Daily News. The police report, which says the accident took place a little after 6 p.m., notes that video footage showed the entire incident, which ended with the car perched on a five-foot-high seawall, its front touching the sand and its rear still on the seawall, according to the police report. Police say the city's fire rescue division retrieved the woman, a local, from her car and gave her a quick check before taking her to a nearby medical center. She reportedly told the cops she didn't remember what happened earlier that afternoon before the crash. Cops say she didn't seem to be intoxicated. Nobody else was hurt in the incident, and the woman's Rolls Royce was towed away. Meanwhile, the homeowners whose property she plowed through says a coral art sculpture worth $3 million was damaged. Of course, that's another example of why everyone over 65 should have uh, to take an annual driving exam to be recertified to operate a motor vehicle. Of course, in grandma's defense, it was shortly after 6 p.m. in the evening, and, well, what, that's at least a half a bottle of pignon noir and a couple of Xanax past her bedtime. Or how about this? A horrified 38-year-old shopper has demanded a U.K. supermarket chain rename their Big Daddy Steak after she spotted it in a shop, as she believes the name is sexist and misogynistic. Rose Robinson was left appalled when she visited her local Sainsbury and spotted a rump roast on sale that was labeled as the Big Daddy Beef Rump Steak, and she was bewildered as to the supermarket's thought process behind it. The mother of three insisted it's wrong and unnecessary to involve gender when marketing generic food items and said there were plenty of other words that could be used to describe the steak's large size. Rose, from... Norfolk explained, a big daddy steak is still on the shelves in Sainsbury's supermarket in 2023. It just felt wrong and unnecessary. There are so many ways that it could have been named that would have equally communicated the supersized nature of this particular product. It is just, I felt wildly inappropriate and it wasn't, I wasn't comfortable with it. Well, after talking to some staff members in store about the steak's branding, Rose decided to take to Facebook to make her feelings known, as she claimed that the steak should be renamed. But as soon as uh, she found herself the target of various trolls who suggested the supermarket rename the steak Karen, and in response, a Sainsbury's supermarket spokesperson says, we strive to be truly inclusive, a retailer where people love to work and shop. Customer feedback is important to us, and we regularly review ranges in line with this. I don't know, would she have been equally as ticked off if it was called the Big Mama Steak? (laughs) Of course, I'd love to shove my Big Daddy boot right up her Big Mama butt, you know? Really. I like the idea, though, the Big Karen Steak. I like that. Well, what about this? Police have four teenagers in custody after they allegedly broke into a newly built Glendale, Arizona home, throwing a party, causing $2,000 in damages, and returning to the house To sleep. The homeowner was packed and all ready to move into his brand new home, but a few hours prior neighbors called him and said there's a huge party happening inside. He said it was heartbreaking to see this. It looked like a real mess. Around 8 a.m., Glendale police were called for a report of trespassers in a home. This was the same home police responded to hours before to bust the large house party where multiple people were arrested. His new home, which he hasn't even moved into yet, is littered with broken glass, beer cans, and trash. There are footprints all over the walls, he said. I immediately rushed, and when I was here, I was shocked to see hundreds of people partying and smoking in the house. There was also damage to the countertops, floors, and upstairs window screen. The homeowner said the damage caused by the party is estimated to be about $2,000. He told police he bought the home as a new build and had already started moving in. He lives alone with his dog and no one else has a key to the house. A neighbor shared a video with Arizona's family showing people inside the home, on the streets, and even dancing on cars at one point. Glendale police showed up and removed everyone from the house. The owner hoped that that would be the end of it. He went home for the night after booking a cleaning service for 7.30 a.m. with the hopes of moving in that day. But when he got to the house in the morning, he encountered something he had described as terrifying and a complete shock. A total of seven people were taken into custody, including a 19 year old named Jael Banuelos an 18 year old Pahitan Dill. Cerv- uh, Cervantes, santina and, Ban- and Banuelos and Dill were all taken into custody by Glendale police. They all face multiple charges, including criminal trespassing and criminal damage. In addition, Cervantes faces charges of theft and second-degree burglary. But let's look at the positives here, okay? At least no goats were sacrificed in the home. Police said that one middle-aged man ran and escaped the home when they found the teens back at the home sleeping it off. Reports say he was yelling about having to get to an art show in New York and about the big man wanting his 10% at the door. Hmm. Well, you got to check this out. The FBI Philadelphia Police Department Violent Crimes Task Force is seeking the public's assistance to identify and locate the man responsible for the robbery of the citizens bank branch located inside the Shoprite store at 1100 roosevelt boulevard about 350 in the afternoon the man enters the store approaches the bank counter hands a note to the teller and demands money after he obtained an undisclosed amount of cash the man flees the store the suspect is black about six feet tall thin build he was wearing a burgundy hooded sweatshirt dark-colored pants, black and white sneakers, olive green beanie with a U.S. Army patch and a light blue face mask that wasn't covering his face. The man is considered armed and dangerous. Anybody with information about the robbery or the suspect is urged to call the FBI PPD Violent Crimes Task Force at 215-418-4000 or go to tips.fbi.gov. And a reward is being offered for information leading to the man's capture and tipsters can remain anonymous. Now, while you and I realize how stupid this moron looks, let's just be grateful that he was conscientious enough to consider the health of the bank tellers. (laughs) Kind of reminds me of the time my Uncle Elroy went to rob the tip jar at a strip club but realized his wife was the only dancer getting the tip, so he just took off his ski mask and got a lap dance from Aunt Jody. And you'll never believe this. A Florida man was arrested after a fishing trip that went terribly wrong. According to an arrest affidavit from the Port St. Lucie Police Department, officers responded to a domestic disturbance call around 10.30 at night. Cops made contact with a woman who said she'd been in an argument with her 67-year-old husband, Fritz Eugene, and that her husband had violent tendencies and had killed a bird in front of their children. She said she was fearful because he said he knew people who would take care of her. Now, the woman showed cops a graphic image of the slain bird, a federally protected Florida blue heron, that she had found on her daughter's phone. And according to the police report, the cops spoke with the daughter. She told them when Eugene picked her up from school, he had that bird with him. The animal was still alive at this point, but had a broken leg, said the complaint. The suspect reportedly told his kids he caught the bird because he was angry. It was eating his bait. Authorities believe the animal was okay when it was first snatched, but Eugene injured it while grabbing it. Now, the report said Eugene drove to the sister's house, and there he cut off the bird's leg and slit the throat right in front of his son, who became distraught. Now, the ages of the children are not released. Based on the cell phone image and witness statements, Eugene was arrested and charged with one count of aggravated cruelty to a conservation animal involving pain, suffering, and death, as well as one count of cruelty towards a child, abuse without great bodily harm. And as per court records, the defendant was released on $7,500 bond. What if he said um, he knew people who would take care of her? He was just talking about his financial planner. No one considered that now, did they, huh? What, a little grease, some flour, a little hot sauce? Mr. Heron would have been the new whiteboard special at the local Popeyes. Okay, one more. (coughs) An 18-year-old Michigan teenager who was pretending to be a police officer was busted when he tried to pull over an off-duty cop. That led arresting deputies on two separate chases. Christian Caton Mansour allegedly outfitted his silver BMW with flashing red and blue lights in an attempt to pass himself off as a Detroit cop, according to the Oakland County Sheriff. The teen is accused of activating the fake sirens while positioned behind another car in order to conduct a traffic stop around 11 p.m. in Rochester Heights. It's a city roughly 25 miles north of Detroit. Mansoon's victim, an off-duty cop from a neighboring township, instead drove away and called him in as a possible police impersonator. The unnamed officer followed Mansoor and confronted him when he got out of his car. Now, when she identified herself as a cop, he allegedly said he was a Detroit officer from the 12th Precinct. And when pushed for identification, Mansoor then promised to retrieve it from his car. But instead, he hopped in the BMW and sped away, according to police. The officer tried to follow Mansoor, but lost track of him when he flew through a trailer park. Sheriff's deputies later found the teen when he was in the middle of swapping the fake cruiser's license plates with another BMW that he owned. Mansour tried again to escape, but he was arrested after a short foot chase. Mansour was arraigned on the misdemeanor charge of impersonating a public officer and was released on a $5,000 personal bond. Yeah, he wanted a ride in a police cruiser and he got his wish. I just love seeing the police making dreams come true for our youth, you know. Let's see, you're 18, you've got two BMWs, and your idea of a fun night is going out impersonating a cop. Well, don't forget to rate and review the podcast with a five-star rating because these are five-star stupid stories here, people. And by the way, if you have a stupid enough review, I just might feature it on an upcoming episode. When you rate and review the podcast, it will prominently show up in searches, since people are actively out there searching for stupidity. You can help them also by sharing the podcast on your social media feeds. At least you won't be stingy with your stupidity. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done so. You don't want to miss any new stupid episodes, and you can also avoid that annoying buffering, If you're in crappy cell phone areas or Wi-Fi areas, just download every episode. I also recommend using Podcast Addict. It's a great app for optimum performance. It's free at your app store, and they've got two types of paid versions as well. Don't forget, besides our midweek bonus episode, I've got the weekend episode with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero, and Pancho will actually answer some questions that you might have with his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything. Test your skill also against Pancho with our Insane Game Show. And if you download Telegram Messenger, you can join the Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World channel there. You can read articles from the episode Stupidity. You can comment about what you've read, share the articles with your friends. You can even post comments or suggestions about the podcast. You can get a preview to and even a link to download the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash Insane Eric Lane. That's T.M.E. slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is free in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget, you can also follow me on social media. That would be Twitter or Facebook. Just look for the handle and use at Insane Eric Lane or visit my website at insaneericlane.com. And this week's Verbal Meme. I don't think I've ever seen your specific kind of crazy, but I definitely admire your total commitment to it. (laughs) Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with the support from Mr. Laughs Comedy, Ad Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio United Stations Radio Network theme music it's a great big stupid world is written and performed by randy stonehill copyright 1992 stonehillian music word music twitch and vibes music and is available wherever you download music the platform for the podcast is hosted by anchor record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone the editing and music library are all at your fingertips at anchor.fm download the app from your favorite app store